Have you ever wondered, would I be any good at that? Is that for me? Or have you doubted yourself, your worthiness, your ability or goodness? Your Mindful Life Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Mary Slocum, and today we're exploring doubt. We've all suffered the confusion and pain of doubt at some point in our lives. Doubt about whether we're doing the right thing, doubt about our worthiness, doubt about our goodness. We mistrust who we are and what we can do. Underneath this kind of doubt is a mistaken belief about who we are and what is our true nature. This kind of doubt closes us down and keeps us separate from our essential worthiness and goodness and our abilities. We could call this kind of doubt closed doubt. But there is another kind of doubt. Let's call it open doubt. Maybe we're not sure we may be good at something. We may have questions about our abilities. Open doubt says, okay, right now I'm wondering if I'm any good at doing this or that. Let me open to my curiosity. Let me explore. Let me experience what this is all about. I don't have to jump in feet first. I can just dip my toe in, swirl it around, and see how it feels. Maybe I'll make mistakes, and that's okay. Mistakes are for learning. Another way open doubt shows up is when we doubt the truth about something. We're not inclined to take something at face value. We open our curiosity and investigate. What's what's really happening here? What is this really all about? When we are mindful, we are aware of what is present right now. This doesn't mean that we believe it. It simply means that we recognize and acknowledge it without judging it. The experience of someone saying something about something is not our direct experience of the something itself. It is only direct experience of someone saying something. So in these cases, doubt is always welcome. Open doubt feels like there is space to move around, and it moves us to be curious, investigate, open to the possibilities see new perspectives, and learn new ways of being and doing. Having doubt about what others say is wise. Just because someone says something doesn't make it true. On the other hand, doubting someone else's experience is problematic. We may not agree with their analysis, their opinions or beliefs, but we can't challenge their experience. 
Krista Tippett, the journalist, has wisely and famously said, I can disagree with your opinion, it turns out, but I can't disagree with your experience. Doubt isn't skillful when it's closed. Closed doubt is like the wagging finger. When there is a belief attached to it that feels solid and unmovable, closed doubt says, you know, you're not really good at things like that, so why are you even considering this? Closed doubt is emphatic. You can't do that. Closed doubt feels solid, immovable, intractable. It feels like we have to stuff the experience of our life into some preconceived vessel of what's doable or thinkable. Don't we do everything possible to make our experience fit into some kind of preconceived notion of what our life should be like? I bet you can think of some experience in your life that you have done your best to manipulate so that it fits some idea in your head of who you are and what you can do. Closed doubt often looks something like this, trying so hard to make something fit because we don't feel we have the power, agency, imagination, or intelligence for it to be any other way. We doubt ourselves that it can be any other way even when we are trying without success to stuff a size 10 foot into a size 6 shoe. Doubt has been my friend and my foe. Growing up, I had always wanted to study ballet, but it simply wasn't in the cards. I grew up in a rural area where the closest I got to ballet was throwing myself over tree logs and playing softball with the boys. I admit, though, that playing softball with the boys taught me a lot about how to be in the company of men doing stuff, even though I wasn't aware of it at that time. And interestingly, I didn't talk to people about wanting to do ballet. I kept it on a low simmer in my head and in my body, and even though I doubted I would ever be able to do it, it simmered along with me as I grew up. And then when I got to college, I realized, wow, I can sign up for a ballet class. So I did. Even though I doubted that I would be able to do any of the positions or any of the movements in any way remotely like what was required. My body did not look like a ballet dancer's body. But I worked at it. I took class every day. I stretched my limbs and built up my core muscles. I worked to get a long, lean look. I sewed a pair of rubberized pull-on pants that I would wear to do the bar work with the intention that my muscles would get the picture and grow long and lean instead of big and bulgy. I danced every day until I graduated. I loved it. It was the high point of my day. 
And then I graduated and oops, no more ballet class. I got a job and I couldn't find a ballet class near me for over a year, but I kept working. I signed up for a noontime exercise class that looked like it was a good fit for what I was working on. And and then I found a new ballet teacher and was off and running again. For more than 16 years, I took class every day when it was available. I even opened a ballet studio and worked with teachers and choreographers. Our ballet studio became a feeder school for New York City's prominent schools. The studio hosted choreographers, giving them time and space so that they could compose, rehearse, and produce their performances. Over time, my doubt turned into joy and fulfillment. Not that I ever became a ballerina. No, I didn't but I found work and community that made my heart sing. Doubt was my friend. Of course, doubt has also been my foe. As a kid, I doubted that I would ever fit in. I felt like a misfit, an outcast. Really, though, what I did was to take on the mantle that others put on me. I didn't realize it at the time, but now I do. I doubted myself because I believed what other people said about me. Perhaps we all do this to some extent. We have ideas and doubt about what we can and cannot do in the world. And then some authority figure or a friend or a mentor comes along and says, you can't do that. Or You don't fit into that, or they say something else. Then the doubt turns into a belief that we can't, or that we shouldn't, or that we won't be able to. And so it never happens. We go down some other path that doesn't feel quite right, and most of the time end up feeling dissatisfied. But even when this happens, doubt can be a great teacher. Maybe not in the moment because we aren't able to see clearly, but later on, when we're mindful, we understand how easily our doubts can turn into beliefs about what we can or cannot do or about who we are or who we are not. So I invite you to embrace doubt. Doubt is like an open door that says, maybe or maybe not. Let's have a look. Let's experience this. Let's dip our toes in and swirl them around and see what it feels like. And at the same time, let's be aware of what others or even some part of ourselves is telling us. Maybe it's something like, You can't do that, or you can't be that, or you're not good enough, or whatever. And let's sit with all of these and say, okay, I hear this, but I'm going to dip my toes in, have the direct experience, and see what happens. Let's trust our direct experience rather than take what someone says at face value. 
because doubt is like a faint and fuzzy light that can be easily snuffed out when we take what others say as the truth. Doubt can be hardened into a belief about ourselves. Sometimes it's enough to remember, oh, I remember that time when I doubted that I could do that, and so I didn't try. And what happened? I just felt bad because I really wanted to explore it, but didn't because doubt turned into a belief that I couldn't do it. In my life, doubt tends to creep in as a way to protect me from getting out there into the scary arena of the unknown. And when I'm mindful, I recognize it and let it know. Thanks for working hard to protect me, but I have this covered. How generous it is for us to remind ourselves that doubt is okay. It's simply a message to open our curiosity and investigate. When we recognize that we're feeling doubtful and we know every person on this earth has felt doubtful at some moment, doubt becomes something that connects us rather than separates us. So when doubt arises, welcome it. Ask, am I open to exploring this? If yes, then welcome doubt as a harbinger of possibilities. Dip your toes into the possibilities and feel how it feels. If it feels right, carry on. And if it doesn't, step back and change perspective. Take another tack. Explore another avenue. This is beginner's mind at work. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you're moved to support the podcast, become a member using Patreon. Go to patreon.com backward slash your mindful life and become a member. That's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backward slash your mindful life, all one word. And please subscribe, follow, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. As always, I'm grateful to you, my audience, and I'm also grateful for the people behind the scenes who make this podcast possible. Ali Allen for logo and podcast cover design, Gorgias Romero for composing the original music, audio engineering and production, Bill Rafferty for technical web support, and Margaret Haas for announcing the show. Be well, be mindful.